seconds left. Boston only has a one-point lead. Greer is putting the ball on a play. He gets it out deep and have a check field. from the parking lot, and Vermont has a 59-55 lead. Swung line drive, let's see him. One run is in. Here comes Green. Here's the throw to the plate. He is safe. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. So five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. I just got three things to say. God bless our troops. God bless America. And gentlemen, start your engine! It's showtime. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is from corner to corner. And now, here are your hosts, Sean Big Papa Kite, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner. I am your host, Sean, and I'm here tonight with Adam. One thing about the recording last week, I noticed my elbow was up a little bit. If you get that elbow too high, you could pull something. So, <laughs> let's get this party started. <laughs> and, and Wes is here. <laughs> hey, guys. You, you, There is an art to the opening of the can. I mean, if your elbow's cocked too high, you can pull something right through here. I don't want Tommy John surgery, so I need to perfect the form of opening the can. And if you get the, you know, if you have the stone cold thing, you can just take both at the same time. You know, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> at least it's not the old kind cans where you where you pop the top and hear the, and pop then you got to pull it all the way again. and keep pulling it on back. Pop it top again. <laughs> I'll have one more round. Saddle up, my friends. <laughs> All right, so a lot to get to in a short time. We've had some technical difficulties, as usual. we got a long way to go. It would not be. But a short time to get there. It would not be from corner to corner if we didn't have some sort of technical difficulties. Uh, well, but maybe, maybe, yeah. cross our fingers. We, we, uh, we're just now getting started, and we was already supposed to be recording for about 40 minutes. So, <laughs> and, yeah. and go. Yeah, right. So, here's a lot to get and that's the show, guys. <laughs> Stay safe. Did you so, get all that? Um, a lot to get to. A uh, couple of couple of things that we want to start off the show with. Uh, looks like the Big East made a splash today. Uh, two big-time coaches hired. Um, Rick Patino goes to St. John's. Yep. 
and then uh, uh, Ed Cooley, Ed Cooley goes from Providence goes to Georgetown. Now, did he play for or coach under John Thompson? Coached There's, under. Okay, I was going to say, I knew there was a connection. Yep. Every time I turned the radio on today, you would hear Cooley, Georgetown, but they never made the connection. And I was like, he had to have coached under him. And now this is the part about March Madness, the second part about it that I love, because now Providence is open. And if I'm Providence, I'm calling old Dusty Mays at FAU because he seems to be doing all right. Yeah. So he's going – he would be my first call. Yeah. And that's the part about March Madness. You get these little schools that make a run, and all of a sudden their coach's name gets hot at the right time. Well, Shane Holloway last year with St. Peter's. Every uh, game they won, Seton Hall yeah. talk kept getting more yeah. and more and more. And, and so the Seton Hall coach parlayed his job over into Maryland – Maryland made the tournament this year as an eight seed, made it to the second game. And then Seton Hall had an improved season, but there was a lot of work to do there, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's not going to be fixed overnight. Yeah. And then I was hearing today, this is is what they think of the hire at St. John's, that he automatically can start bringing in five-star guys now and his ceiling is NCAA championship. He That's a big ha- statement for him. He's going to have St. John's back in the tournament next year. Any other coach, I wouldn't oh, yeah. say that. Rick Patino is that good of a coach. He signed a six-year deal, so he's going to be there till he's so – should be there until he's 76. And he said he wants to coach till 80. Yeah. So, I mean – He's not doing another coaching change. This is his last hurrah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know. I never count out any coaching change because you just never know. The only other thing he would do would come back to Kentucky. I don't think he would. I don't. I don't think that they would give him the chance. I don't think he would come back. But I mean, I think that would be the only. I mean, there's no other. I mean, nothing else makes sense. I don't know that he goes to a bigger school from here because no. I mean he knows he's 70 years old he knows he's in his last five six seven years I know he says he wants to I know he says he wants to coach to 80 but Rick Patino is liar lying as liar that ever lied so <laughs> you know and you're saying that as a UK fan right absolutely but I mean but he, but he, he didn't start lying until he took the Louisville job right <laughs> well no well, yeah he, he told us he was coming back, and then he jumped ship and went to Boston. So, uh, And you really can't blame him for it. No, for not really. Kind of money. Not really. Uh, but I, I tell you what, if Patino still has ties in Providence, and you've got to think that there's still some, you know, correlation between him and Providence, he's got a buddy of his that coaches right up the road here at Moorhead State that it's done pretty darn good, and you can't. I, you've got to think that Preston Spradlin is going to get a better job than that some point down the road. Well, I mean, I was I made the comment earlier is like before the St. John's was official. You know, if you're Providence, are you picking the phone up and calling Rick Patino, going, Coach, do you have any interest in coming back home? And you know, I mean, it is in that area. He's not leaving that area. That's true. Here's the big appeal: is is that St. John's has already put it out there, Madison Square Garden too. If Rick Bettino comes back, then, oh, say, yeah. then they're opening the doors up to where St. John's can play their home games at Madison Square Garden. Right, which is which huge. Which is a whole nother level right. for St. John's. Right. Because now you can go back, which I don't understand why they quit. 
doing that. I guess because they wasn't drawing the crowd. <laughs> they wasn't good enough yeah. to have people attend. But, they only did the big but, games. But now you can go out and recruit and go, boys, we're going to – you're going to play your home games at Madison Square Garden. And not only that, I don't know how many times that the Big East has the Big East tournament at the at MSG, but they moved it back there like permanent. So it was it there this year? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's huge. That's another big huge step for, yeah. you know, St. John's going to play in uh, Madison Square Garden. The, now, and then the tournament's there permanently. The best thing the Big East did was bring UConn back in the fold a few years ago. Oh yeah. Because once they added them back from the American, it was like okay, now it's yeah. I was kind of game well, on. And I mean Xavier yeah. uh, was a good addition to them. Yes, Marquette was a good addition. Yep. I mean the Big East is a legit power school now. Well, and where's Creighton at now? Big East. Big East. Yeah, they're still standing. Yeah, yeah, and Big East. I mean, in basketball, instead of football, we always talk about the Power Five. Well, in basketball, they call it the Power Six, yeah. and the Big East right. is that extra. Now. Right. It had lost a lot of luster, but now it's back. Yeah. yeah. And the deal they made with Fox was just absolutely genius. But, I mean, they're – All their that, games on Fox or FS1. Oh, yeah, that's – Yeah, and, I mean, how much longer has Madison Square Garden got, though? I mean, it's pretty – It's always going to have its appeal. It's like here locally, the Mason County Fieldhouse. Yeah, that's true. Any game that's played at the Fieldhouse is going to have a special feel to it. Here's the thing. The Knicks will build their own. Then at that point, St. John's will have Madison Square Garden pretty much to themselves. Yeah. I don't know. And who wouldn't I mean, want to play the 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 you know like the New York State High School Basketball Tournament? <laughs> I mean, I – if, I don't know if it's there or not, but I would 100% have it there. I'm sure it probably is. You got me curious now. I'm going to look at Yeah, up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so has has there – I mean, so what are you – I mean, you you went with um, you went with Patino on that thought, but I was actually talking about Cooley. Cooley is the one that they think will be able to – his ceiling is the national championship – at Georgetown, I mean, he has he ever even made the Sweet Sixteen? He has. Uh, it, it, he, I think he has. Well, he's I, I'm just not. Uh, look, Georgetown needed to hit a home run, and they didn't do it. They 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 need a big hire, they, they won't, and their they big won't hire the family. They're, you're right about that. Their big hire would have been Rick Pitino. I think Rick Pitino, I actually think Rick Pitino would have taken that over St. John's just because it's got Georgetown on the name. You know, Allen Iverson has played there. John Thompson, you know, was a legendary coach there. They've won national championships there. And it's never been the same since he left. I mean, John Thompson the third did everything been the he could same since Allen Iverson left. Right. But I mean, I mean and and you know, that's John Thompson you know, being who he was. Yeah. It, it's just not the home run hire. I mean, he can get them to back to the tournament, yes, well, but. It's not. It's not a Madison Square Garden. Well, I mean, that if if the Knicks were to ever build another <laughs> arena, then it needs to be there. It's at Glens Falls, and apparently it is the mecca of New York's boys basketball tournament. Interesting. Hmm. I can't imagine. I would think that that would be a real. Garden. I would think that would be a really good basketball tournament because some of those players that come out of New York, I mean, you talk about some dogs. Yeah. There is some dogs that Steph play up Marbury. in New York. 
Golly. He was unreal. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I just It's just an okay hire for Georgetown. And I think in four years, they're liable to make another change. They've got to get out of the family. They've got yeah. to get out from the, underneath of the, the coaching well, tree. They've got to take a chance. At this point, they're just looking to get back to the tournament on a regular basis. Who's better out there right now? Who would be a better hire for Georgetown? You missed on Patino. He went St. John's. Ed Cooley's proven a winner. I, I mean, you're right because – I think Ed Cooley was the, the right guy. coaching carousel – Would you not have called Stackhouse maybe? Or no. uh, Anthony Hardaway? No. Hardaway is home in Memphis. Stackhouse is looking for the North Carolina job. He is. Yeah. I, I think Stackhouse wouldn't have been a bad pick because, as we've talked about before – Academically, it's easier to get into Georgetown, and I think he could have flourished with somewhere that he doesn't have that academic restraint on him. Right. And, you know, one of the other thoughts that you have to think about is, you know, now as you're taking over as a head coach, you know, me, the first part, the first question I'm asking is, what's my NIL pocketbook look like? Right. What's my transfer portal uh, rule book look like? You know, but- because that that is college basketball. Look, you want me to fix the program? And you want me to fix it tomorrow? I gotta have NIL money, and I gotta be able to take transfers. And maybe, and if I can't do that, I'm, I'm not coming here. But the NIL question is something that you can't really ask on the record because the school and NIL technically can't partner. Right. True. True. That's you're right about that. I would think St. John's. That question's getting answered before you interview, oh, though. That's absolutely. for sure. I would absolutely. think St. John's has a better chance at that because they're in New York and. Who knows? You know, the mob has a lot of money. <laughs> are you saying the mafia still runs New York? West? I mean, the question is: Is that, I mean, are they a St. John's kind of mafia, or you know, the 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 Grand Poopa of, of mafia probably just took their job. So, the St. John's job, <laughs> Rick Patino is at the top oh, of that tree. Oh my gosh! Here he goes again. Rick, I've never seen so Rick. much Patino hate. No, no, no! That's not hate. I mean, I'm just saying he's at the. I'm just saying he's at the top of the tree in the mob. I I mean, I'll be honest with you. He's king mafia. Him him and Tubby were my two favorite coaches at UK ever. So, and you're a Florida fan. He's a Florida football fan. We've got to discuss that real quick. You're a Kentucky basketball fan. Have been all my life. But you just don't like Cal. I hate him. Okay, what is it about Cal that you don't like? The, question, fact, the fact that he has 30 or 40 all-time NBA players in the NBA. Right. We got one national championship, right. and we haven't sniffed the the Sweet 16 in, what, four, five, six years. And ever since we lost to Wisconsin with Carl Anthony Towns, he's been a mediocre coach at best. That's a good point, Sean. Good point. And, I mean – Wes, your rebuttal. And I, everybody's like, well, he can recruit. He can recruit. Yes, he can. What does he do with it? Nothing. Nobody okay. will argue he's a great recruiter. He, he is one of the best recruiters in college basketball. Of all time. But when you get in the game. So you, you're just against Cal since, since 2015. He, he can't coach. It's but been before his, that, you were okay with no, him. It's been his downfall all along. Whenever – look. When we won the national championship, you made the point, Adam, 
with Having with shoulders better with Anthony Davis. There was not a team in America, even the Indiana team that beat us on the last second shot, was not a team that would beat us nine out of ten times. Nobody in the country would have done that. It was automatic, and the and the team that we played with Wisconsin should have been automatic. He got out coached yesterday in the game against Kansas State. Uh huh. Preach, Sean. We come. I'm, I'm here for he, it. He comes out with second half adjustments. A really good second half adjustment. Immediately erases the lead. Takes the lead, or the deficit takes the lead. You're Looks talking like, about. You're talking about Cal. Yes. Talking about talking about Cal. Looks like they're going to run away with. It. Yeah, and then. Kansas State calls a timeout, and then that little Noel, Noel kid, or whatever his name was, becomes Steph Mar- Curry 2.0. Marquise Noel. Freaking shots from everywhere, and like no look passes. He was like a Steph Curry and Marinovich. Uh, no, no. Some of them passes he was he, making was. He sick. was he was Jason Williams. Well, well, I mean, let's I'll call it what it is. I'll give you that. So. He was more Muggsy Bowles because he's that short. But you know what makes him <laughs> He's the, not very tall. He's not very tall. What, what really makes me the maddest about Cal yeah. is after the game, he goes, we out-rebounded by 19. We only have five turnovers in the second half, and we lose. Okay. Like, why did we lose? Well, because you can't coach. I think Wes has a different answer. No, I, 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 you're not wrong. From 2015 on to current – Something's happened, and I'll tell you what has happened, and I think I've said it on here before, and I'll say it again. He has not kept up with modern basketball. That's it, 100%. That's it. There is numerous, numerous times that people on on social media will put out the shot selection of, of teams that win, not just against us, but teams that win and do well. We are not – we shoot more threes this year than we have in the last three, four years – but we're still shooting the long two. We're still shooting the 17, the 15, 16, 17 footers. That does not make any sense whatsoever. He has got to change his game and the re, and him being stubborn and not changing to the modern basketball is the reason that we're not playing well. You've heard it over and over and over this year that teams find it extremely easy to scout UK. Numerous, numerous people. Roy Hubbard on TV the other day said Cal is playing offense from 10 years ago, and that's ancient. And that's just 10 years ago, but that was ancient basketball compared to what we're playing now. And that's what he's not changed. It's not that he's not a good coach. He's he's, he's been a good coach. He has been at UMass and taken them, uh, you know, University of Massachusetts, and taken them to the final four to the championship game. I'm sorry. He's taken he recruiting took, violations there. I just wanted that on record. I just want keep going. I just wanted it on record. But that wasn't his fault though. Oh, and Memphis wasn't his fault either. No, it wasn't <laughs> oh, God. his fault. Did I say that? Oh my god. He t- he took Sorry. Memphis. So UMass and Memphis to the national championship games. Should, yes. should have then he won. Memphis. Should have won. You're right. Kentucky's just better at hiding their recruiting violations. <laughs> no, they've got somebody in they've got uh, Sandy Bell there that's like, "No, Cal, you can't do that." At these other smaller schools, they were like, oh, I'm going to look over this way and not pay attention to it. Sandy Bell was like, we're Kentucky. We've already been in this crap. We're not going to do it again. If I was to walk out of the room and there was, oh, $100,000 laying <laughs> on the table over there. There's a duffel and, bag. And you were to find it in your car. With air quotes. So, 
let's just say I had all the answers to the ACT test. <laughs> I, I'm not saying he did that for Robert Dozier at Memphis. I'm just saying what if he could have helped him. So he he has been a good coach. He's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. He's made national championship games you know, at three schools and won one at, at Kentucky. He should have won another one at Kentucky, and he didn't. He should have There are times. You're right. Uh, there are times that he, he does has that game won. That he Mario has brain Thomas. farts and he gets out. You want to know why he lost that game? He got out coached. He did. As Look, I said, he he has got to he has got to change himself. When, when Cal got immediately. hired at Kentucky, I was excited as anyone. The fact that we didn't win a national championship with the John Wall team was a disappointment. Who put that team out? I don't know. West Virginia. Ah, uh, yes, you're right. It was. But anyways. So, he's not making those changes, right? right? And he's not going to. He's not going to. So, it's time for a refresh. It'll be interesting to see if he doesn't because, and the only reason I say that, is because the recruiting class he's got coming in is more like the recruiting class we that he – We hear that, that every year. But his recruiting classes have not been this good. Sorry. Have not been Wes this good. Yeah, I'm getting physical Wes with the mic. Is getting fired up over there. They've not been this good since the Twins. But we've to show and they point, took, like even at Duke, like you hear that every year, like oh, this recruiting class is ten times better than the one last year. In the last ten years, Duke has out recruited Kentucky. But here's the Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Here's the thing. It, it doesn't matter how good they are if it takes you all season long for them to get to play them together, and then the minute they hit a brick wall, they can't play. Look, I'm telling you right now, the only reason we beat Providence in round one is because they threw up more bricks in the second half than we did. Those two teams yeah, together, they I built a freaking chalice. The, or <laughs> chapel, I mean. I'm gonna say one other thing and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna say something that comes back to your just that point. Cal also, and he calmed down a little bit through the midway through the season, but not enough. He has got to stop telling the fan base at Kentucky to, to you basketball bennies, you guys are crazy. You you He's got to stop talking about the fans. He needs to talk about his team. He needs to talk about their workouts. He needs to talk about their injuries. He needs to talk about recruiting if he wants to. Or what? Okay. He needs to talk about the team. He, he does not need to talk about the fan base whatsoever. If the only thing he talks about, the if he talks about the fans, it needs to be, you all showed up in Rupp Arena. It was loud. I was proud. It was great. That's the only thing, and he's not doing that. The last three years, he has gotten on everybody's nerves with his crap out of his mouth yeah. about the fan base. That's uncalled for. But yeah. he talked team workouts in the offseason. Jacob Toppin got up more shots than anybody. Did they? Did he just miss every shot? Because Again, he, he was, was, yesterday. But he was taking, not a shooter. He was taking 14, 15, 16-footers. Uh, that's not the game. Stop it. And he says, well, if they're going to give us long twos, we're going to take it. That's not the game. Work your offense around to where you're either kicking it back out for a three-pointer or working it inside to where you're eight and in. What have I told you all all season about Kentucky? If I'm playing Kentucky, I'm getting Oscar in a pick-and-roll situation. Oh, yeah. That he was... has not been able to defend a pick-and-roll all year. And he can't dribble worth of crap. He turned the ball over so many times. He played his he heart has... out yesterday. Look, and his and effort we're not is always in that there. Game. We are not in no, that game without his, Oscar. His effort is always there. I 
never question his effort. But I would have fed him the ball the whole freaking second half because they couldn't stop him. Right. They couldn't. And, and I love Reeves to death. Bless his heart. He just needed one to fall and never got one to fall. It, he did that's with true. six seconds left. Yeah, with six right. seconds left. Yeah. Now, back to your point about about playing with the guys we had on the floor. Kansas State's coach was not wrong. Kansas State had more dudes than Kentucky had, period. Jacob Toppin is not a dude. Nope. Chris Livingston, at this point, not a dude. How many of these guys go into the, the draft? Case and Wallace. Case and Wallace should maybe, be the only one. Maybe. You're right. But. I mean, Oscar's going to go into the draft. I, 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 I've kind of made the decision. He's going to be a role player. He's going to get drafted. Yeah. I, he'll get drafted. He'll be a second-round pick. Late second round. But, but I mean, yeah, but, I mean, it's, you know. The only way he's hired. The only way he's yeah. hired is because. Neither did Bam out of bios, and look what he is now. Nah, is different. Ten times the athlete different. Is Oscar. Yep. Ten times. He can, yeah, he can jump. But <laughs> Bam can actually dribble. I, I, and it can run like a deer. I think, I think Oscar will get taken before the middle of the second. I mean, Oscar's going to be a really good role player because you don't. He'll, you, he'll be good for ten. You need somebody to rebound like that. He'll go in for ten minutes and have ten and ten. Yeah. In the NBA. He and like a, like you said, you need that role player. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But like Reeves, overseas, Toppin overseas. Oh yeah, the only thing that Is saves Toppin. Toppin yeah, and Cal said yesterday no, after the game. Toppin's he, a junior. Uh, he said yesterday after the game he expects all six seniors to leave, and Toppin was one of them. There's six seniors. Yeah, Frederick is one because he transferred. Reeves transferred. Okay. Uh, Oscar. The only thing, the only people they're Lance thinking. Where, He's going to come back is Fredericks because I thought Frederick he, was a senior. He can use a COVID year. COVID year, okay. So can Reeves. So can Oscar. So can Oscar, but but they're 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 not going to do that. They're, they're, that's has, part of the reason that Oscar there was nothing left him and Cal had an issue at some point or another. They had an issue, and I think that's going to they're going to say thank you, Oscar, for everything you've done. Yeah. Good. It was probably when Oscar caught him out for being too tough on the players. Wouldn't doubt it a bit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Kansas State had more dudes. So Their point guard was better. So Which, by Keontae the way, Johnson was better. Started here in Kentucky. Yeah, in seventh grade Cordia. at Cordia High School under Roderick Rhodes. Who? Kansas State's point guard. Oh. And then moved to New York. Well, he was from New York. That's what Roderick Rose was doing. He was bringing a bunch of guys from New York to Cordia. Um, Where the heck is that at? Uh, it's down in it, – you, you got to want to be there. It's a place you don't really go to. If you hear banjos, you turn around and drive back off. Hmm. Why are they never in the state tournament? Well, they're not now because Roderick Rose got – I mean, he he got told he got told to leave. Oh, gotcha. Oh, anyways, while we're on the March Madness topic, man, what was that one of the craziest first weekends you've ever seen? It was nice. It was the first time ever that two or that two number one seeds did not advance to the Sweet Sixteen. There's been there's been one, but there's never been two that did not advance to the Sweet Sixteen. All right, it's kind of crazy, ain't it? 
And, and Fairleigh Dickinson, another 16 over a one. Yeah. And then Princeton is in the Sweet 16 by beating two really good teams. Beat Arizona first, and then uh, who was it they beat? The, was it Missouri? Missouri. Yeah. Beat Missouri the other night. They beat them like, like a, a dog. dog. <laughs> yeah, yes, like, it wasn't even a game. Yeah. And – and the matchup coming up is, is is very favorable to them. The way they're playing right now, you can see an elite eight. Yeah, it's it's nuts, isn't it? Um, Alabama looks like they're on a whole nother level. UConn also looks on a whole nother level. Yeah, they're playing very well. Creighton playing very well. Well, that's who Prince that's who Princeton plays, so they may Is have, Creighton? Yeah. Oh man, that's gonna be a good that'll be a good game. I don't think it will. Yeah, I think I think, think Creighton, Creighton will beat them. Yeah. yeah. They're gonna have to hit the threes. Creighton can shoot. Yeah. I mean, they pretty well handled Baylor pretty easy yesterday. Um, then you've got, I mean, UCLA still looks pretty good, even though they lost Clark. They, they yeah. still look pretty good. Uh, Gonzaga had a good second half last night. That, um, that Gonzaga and TCU game, it was high scoring. Yeah. 84-81. Yeah. That was yeah. a game. Did, did you? I'm sure you all have seen it all day long, the the bad beat on that game, right? Oh, where they hit the three pointer from almost half court. Yeah. It was it was TCU plus four and a half. Uh they foul and Gonzaga hits two free throws to go up five. So everybody that bet Gonzaga to cover is like, Woo! And then TCU throws it in. The ball rolls up the court. Dude oh, no. grabs it, heaves it from the half court, nails a three pointer, and the Gonzaga betters lost. And the TCU. Oh, you can hear won. it in the arena. They all went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not seen that. Yeah. And then you had you you mentioned FAU all go. The dude tried to do the three sixty windmill at the end of the game, up eight points. That and then missed. That was that was classless. And the coach from FDU let the coach from FAU know that he thought that was classless. And he's like, I'll get him, you know, because I don't think that coach liked it either. Look, I don't care. If my player wants to get out there and do a 360 to celebrate a tournament win, do you let me worry about their coach's feelings being hurt because I just took him to school. Right, right. Um, if you had to guess right now, do you change your pick? Of who you thought was going to win? Well, I have to because mine's out. <laughs> I mean, who'd you pick? Kansas. I picked, oh. I picked Duke. Also out. <laughs> yeah. I had uh, Alabama on one bracket and I had Kansas on the other. But I honestly, I think Alabama's playing on a whole different level. The only team I would add in is Texas. Yep, that's exactly who I was going to Texas with. is playing really good. So is Arkansas. What about Muss taking his shirt off? He's uh, always. No, he hasn't. Oh, no. yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. Yes, oh, really? he's it against yeah. us. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That yeah, is he... the first time I've ever seen a coach yeah. take his shirt off and lead the woo pig suing. No, they, when they rushed the court, was that last year? They beat they beat us down uh, They beat us down there, and I, I, we had to be in the top five, I would think, at that point, and they rushed the court, and he was in the middle of all the students with his shirt off. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. The only thing, and I told Neil this earlier, the only thing that I hate about it is he didn't do the post-game interview still with his shirt off. <laughs> he should have kept his shirt off the whole time. What do you think about these muscles? They're a little saggy, Coach. 
Look at the must bus, baby. <laughs> You're out. You guys, we did our first fantasy baseball draft this past weekend. Can I just or, go you, ahead? You're get, all's first fantasy. Can I just go draft. ahead and get this on record? <laughs> yeah, that is the longest draft I've ever been a part of I've in my ever life. Been a part of. Yeah. yeah. Thank heavens it started at five thirty. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> Ashley, text me. It's the longest that we've ever had. But now, look, we've had ten keepers for years, so we backed off to eight. Yeah. So we added twenty four more names to the draft pool. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that Wes averaged eight minutes per pick. No, no, no. It wasn't that long. Wes, it was a long time. It was not that long. It's a, it was long enough that we're talking about putting a timer on the picks. And then the crazy part is Dennis would be like, whose turn is it? Are you really asking that question again? <laughs> Whenever you ask that question, we always know it's Wes. It's Wes's turn. <laughs> Ashley texts me at like 8 o'clock. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, Still drafting. I said, we're halfway through. She said, how? It started at 530. I said, I'm asking myself the same thing. How are we halfway through two and a half hours in? And then I remembered Wes was sitting beside of me. Um, yeah. There, there were several times, though, I had to ask him what round we were even in. Yeah. Because I, I had if it no wasn't, idea. I wouldn't There's have the known. Point. There's a draft board. Right. That's, that's yeah. why we give that to you, so you kind of fill that out as you go? No, I, I was filling my players out. I wasn't filling everybody else's I, out. Thank, thank heavens Darren was sitting beside me because he was just he was just as calm. He'd just write his name down, and then they write his name down, and he scratched it off over here. So I was, I was, was able a, to just kind of look over and be like, look, oh, yeah. Darren's a veteran. He's been, Round he's been 12. here since we started the league. Like, so. And he was and there you go. everybody's pick down. Yeah. Not just right. his, everybody's. Right. He filled out the whole know. draft board. Yeah. So, so – I. Shout out! It Darren was fine. I mean, it, it was it. You know, the first ten rounds, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I think I like my team. And then after that, I was like, I have no who. Who is this guy? <laughs> Does this guy? You should have went with my philosophy. <laughs> you did it on one I did pick, it. I did. And you <laughs> took my first baseman. Listen, I looked up Rowdy. Rowdy oh. to Les. And I, when I saw that he hit thirty five bombs last year, I went, oh yeah, I'm picking that dude. Yeah, he hit thirty five, and he didn't play the whole season. So, so, uh, so, hope he tears his Achilles. I told, I told Neil this morning, I was like, the only two picks that Wes had supreme confidence in the entire night was his first pick, Garrett Cole, Garrett which Cole. he's known for three weeks. <laughs> and, and, like, he picked and that Gavin, in record time. And Gavin Lux goes, Wes, it's your turn. Gavin Lux. <laughs> you know he's out for the year, right? <laughs> yep. Going to put him as a keeper. Yeah. And it's like... That's the two most confident picks you had the whole night. <laughs> Other than that, it was like, hang on. Well, the very last pick I did okay, too, because I had I was done. I was out. I was like, I don't know. Kyle Farmer. I, I checked out at, like, round 20. <laughs> and then, like, when it was my pick, I'd be like, oh, crap, it's my pick. Well, and it, I'd find it, a name. It's normally three hours, maybe maybe three and a half. But we didn't even have we, – we only talked to, about the one rule change. Normally, we've done a schoolyard pick for divisions. That's what we've done the last three years is the two division winners from the previous year, schoolyard picks who they want in their division. Uh. I, I guarantee I would have been a pick. So, DJ, First. thinking he wanted to outsmart the competition last year, stacks his entire division with former champions. I don't know why. It didn't pay off for him is all I can say. <laughs> and it didn't pay off for me either. So. So, well, it kind of turned out again like that this year because me and Adam are in the same division. Yeah. Yeah, you – Are we? Yeah. yeah. 
and with me. Oh yeah, you drew with, number one. Yeah. I drew away yeah. with me and Trey, and I don't remember who the other are. Wes, we're going to run that division. We are right to the bottom. <laughs> Adam, right. Adam, and his non-pitching staff strategy. Oh no, I picked up two pitchers today. Ooh, set the world on fire because cause Zach Grinky and who else? Marco Gonzalez. Ooh, man. For the, there's a for reason, the Rockies? There's a reason those two guys Mariners. were undrafted. Well, oh, I mean, okay. I had to pick somebody. <laughs> yeah. So, but. Bryce Harper and Saya Suzuki are on the IL. So I had two empty holes. Yeah. As soon as they come healthy, those pitchers are gone. Uh-oh. <laughs> Already on the IL. Thanks, well, Neil. You got another open spot. Grissom got optioned today. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. They, what in the world? They sent, him back, they sent him back down. So he was projected to start as shortstop. Yeah. And then the last few weeks, he, the, uh, he struggled in the in the uh, spring training. Apparently, said on the defensive end, he struggled. And the other guy has been solid on defense. I yeah. read that a couple days ago. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh, eh. he's been sent down. He probably won't stay there too long. No, nah, he'll be back. They give him a few I, weeks to get it straightened out. That's just a message. They're sending him a message. Right. Right. Um, so, what is – I mean, other than the length of the draft, do you like your team? I like the names of my team. <laughs> I like the names of my team. <laughs> do you want me to lie or do you want me to be honest? No, it's funny. It's funny. I, I like my team. I think um, – uh, DJ DJ was telling me his dad was like Sean kept picking my guys. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because you know I I, I want to see if his strategy works again. You know he he drafted his team basically the same way he did last year. I, yeah. I'm just not sold on the fact that it works. He was very healthy last year. He didn't have a lot of injuries, yeah. and that's that's huge in this. I mean, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I had a really good team last year and got hurt. At the wrong time. Yep. See, I'm going to start the season hurt. That way, at the right time, I'm going to be all right. You, you better, it better get, you better get healthy quick, right? Because it sure. don't take long. So, um, any news on the? Have they traded Aaron Rodgers yet? No, they have not. They are still trying to figure out compensation. The Packers won a first round pick. The Jets are saying we're not giving you a first round pick. Well, and I heard on the the Colin Cowherd show today that like yep. everybody has basically said a second round pick and and, and a conditional twenty twenty four pick is about all they would offer for Aaron Rodgers. Right, and I mean, at this point, if you're the Packers, just take it. Well, you're not going to play him. No, I mean it's he, Jordan Love time. Yeah, let's roll with him. Don't have the distraction of Rodgers in the locker room. Let's go. Yeah, get um, it done. Just you know. They'll probably wind up getting three picks but, out of it by chance. But Rodgers messed all this up by going on Pat McAfee and acting like the smartest guy in the room and saying right. he wants to play for the Jets. Right. Because now he's lost that leverage. It's like, okay, you want to go there? As long as they give me what I want, you can go there. I don't see why the Jets – And it's all on the Packers' bag now. Don't give them a first-round pick and just be done with it. Yeah. But just a first-round pick. Right. Just one. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll give you a first-round pick, but that's it. Nothing next year. You know, if if is is Green Bay going to pay? Is is his contract go away and the Jets have to redo his contract? 
No, I don't think so. So no. would Green Bay be paying him wherever he goes? I'm sure that's part of whatever deal. Because most time with t- so I can understand. Right, like I can understand why Green Bay wants a first round pick then, because if they're going to pay him whatever it is, forty or fifty million dollars, I need a first round pick. That's basically I'm paying his salary. Yeah. You all get him for free, other than a first round pick. Yeah. I mean, doesn't I? I think the salary goes with him, though, doesn't it? As, but I don't know. If but as the salary goes, like it'll be part of the trade, like whether the Jets will pay right. how much of it, or yeah. Now, if the Jets want to pay thirty million dollars of it, or all of it, yeah, then it flip flops. Be like, yeah. no, we'll, we'll give you a second and third. You know, like you said, a second this year and a third next year. Yeah, that's better than nothing. Yeah, and, uh, and it relieves all that money from them. Can we get back to baseball for a second? Sure. So I'm reading this player update on Saya Suzuki. Says he's going to add front flips in his hitting program. What the heck is that? Front flips? How's that help him hit? I don't know. There's a reason I dropped him. <laughs> Didn't keep him. I, I, I don't know. I feel like that would be more strenuous on the body. Hmm. It's for a oblique injury. I guess he's going to see how tough it is. Yeah. All righty then. Good for him. I had one other point on the NFL front. What's that? Lamar Jackson is screwing himself by not having an agent. I would agree with that. I had heard, Richard so I don't, Sherman didn't have an agent though. Did we? Richard yeah, Richard Sherman. Sherman never negotiated for this kind of money. Richard Sherman's a little smarter and than he's a lawyer. Lamar Jackson, too. He did go to Stanford, right? Yes. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, was he not the head of the Players Association at one point? Yes. Okay. So, uh, you know, he had a $133 million for three-year deal worked out. I feel like that if he would have been smart, he probably could have gotten that upped $17,000 and made $50 million a year for three years. Why he didn't take that, I don't know. Because Deshaun Watson got $250 million guaranteed. That's why. I, and I, I just I don't think anybody's going to give him that kind of money. They're not. No franchise <laughs> is going to give their quarterback that kind of money. Like, that was a silly move from the Browns that is going to end up costing Lamar Jackson plenty of money. Yeah, and pride. All right, well, uh, looks like we're going to be playing Mexico maybe in the uh, World Baseball Classic final. That's tomorrow night. So, Sorry, Mexico, you don't get a day's rest. <laughs> well, USA, USA. Mexico, you had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> you had a good run. What I can't understand is, is how did we wind up? How, we've already played them, so like I thought each each four groups were in the final four. So I don't know how exactly we wound up. We're, they wasn't in our pool, was it? Was Mexico in our pool? I don't know. But if they were, how are they in the final four? I don't think they were in our pool. Well, they were just on our side, and we had to play them, right? I don't know. We've lost them, or we lost to them already. That was a fluke game. So we're going. We're going to make them pay for it. Yeah, we're not going to pitch to Randy Arozarena the second time around. <laughs> so he's going to get that sweet chin music. All right, all right. 
So, um, we wanted to, 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 to put some more baseball on this show, but, um, we had the opportunity to, to bring coach on and that just didn't make it. So we'll get to our baseball previews in the next couple of weeks before the season starts or right after the season starts. And then, uh, make sure that you're going on and continuing to vote. We've got, uh, we're still continuing the first round on our movie madness. And, uh, man, if this coming weekend, in March or in the Sweet 16 is as crazy as the first weekend. It'll be insane. So, you guys got anything else you want to add? Do we want to do a topic? I don't know. Wes and I've been here for three hours now. So, <laughs> let's do a topic. <laughs> this is going to be good. All right, here we go. We're going to do a roll for topic, then we'll end the show. All right, right. 15. Didn't we do 15 last week? I uh, think we've had 15 here. before. Roll again. Okay. Number one. We the ones. There's no topic. <laughs> There's no topic? <laughs> no topic. You have got to be kidding me. <laughs> 15. One. No, seven. Kind of rolls in line with the one we did last week. You know what? Lemon and Jello so, again. So we're we're building a story here. Okay. Okay. All right. What's your favorite dessert? <laughs> um, mine's easy. Lemon meringue pie. I like yellow cake with chocolate icing. Oh, that, that <laughs> I'm to- glad that totally fits you. I am glad Neil's not here. Neil would be. Neil would be like, "Are you the most, but, uh, the least original person ever?" That, that'd be like him talking about, "Oh, do you like uh, Sean likes ruffles? Boy, well, doesn't that?" Uh, and he likes unsalted saltine crackers. But I also like Oreo cheesecake. Oreo okay, cheesecake. Would okay, probably. yeah. Mine is one hundred percent blackberry blackberry cobbler with a side of uh, vanilla ice cream. Oh, that's good. That's oh my right gosh. There, I bet you don't eat cobbler better. at all, do you? Not yeah. one bit. Now, if I'm going to eat a cobbler, it's blackberry cobbler. I, I love them all, but that's my favorite. And and, and I, we've had this discussion before. Body. Neil Neil says cobbler's gross. It's just and like throw it all together and let it bake. You're like, and that's what makes it wonderful. Now he doesn't like ice cream. Uh, Neil doesn't. That's okay. And I can kind of uh, understand that. Oh God, I love ice cream. I can uh, eat ice cream at all times. I mean, I, I would eat. I would eat ice cream, especially the uh, I what brown Neil's favorite uh, dessert would be. Brown bourbon butter from. Uh, it would have to be. He's probably a pie or cake guy. It's probably something weird. <laughs> I like the churros. <laughs> Extra cinnamon to me. Uh, there was this uh, thing that Nana used to make, and. It would be a story. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right. Well, that was a fun little topic. Might, that was easy, though. I mean, I love any kind of pie, but lemon meringue is definitely... I mean, these topics don't take long to discuss. No, no. But that's why I, I, I told Neil uh, a week or so ago, I said, we should all four make our own list, and we could run through all four lists pretty quick. Yeah. So, but... All right, guys. Well, um we uh, appreciate you guys as always. We hope you enjoyed the interview with Coach, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Stay safe. Friends. Homemade cookies.
The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.